Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to another segment of our Monday Wellbeings for June 27th, 2022. I'm that girl, Jenny Carasoa. As always, I apologize in advance if I waste your time. And at any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. So instead of going through the book, Prayer, Faith, and Healing, today we're going to be talking about the infamous Roe v. Wade ruling and pro-life versus pro-sessions. I wrote an extensive blog today that I'll try to include the description, the, the full blog link in the description after this. But I really wanted to emphasize today, especially the need for healing, the healing, the trauma, the brain abuse, the mental abuse, physical abuse that needs to be addressed because ultimately a lot of the arguments and talking points that pro-choicers have are just completely visceral um, feelings and emotions and they're not thinking long term and for the future of other children and the future of um, the accountability aspect. If you're going to just have an abortion then oftentimes men, evil men, get away with this, you know, perpetual abuse and this the system and the cycle is broken and it needs to end somewhere so this is why pro-lifers are so adamant about being pro-life because yes we're aware that there's a lot of problems so let's let's address these issues so that's what we're going to be talking about today so stay tuned thank you so much for ever tuned in so let me just jump into it. it's going to be completely unscripted unorganized i didn't even write an outline for it. i just wrote the blog but everything else is just going to kind of just Blow off. I've been studying this for about 10 years. Um, well, I've also been post-supportive for 10 plus years. So ever since then, it's been constant learning and trying to figure out where my emotions or feelings are, trying to figure out what exactly the actions and steps I took after the abortions and what kind of led me to the person I am today. This is all what I'm going to try and talk about and then do it in a way that you can genuinely understand. Like We're very sincere. Pro-lifers are very, very sincere about this. Christians especially are very, very sincere about this. We don't want you guys to get the impression that, oh, we're trying to control your life. It's like, there's already so many things you can't control. So this is really what you're trying to fight for. Women who are pro-choice, are you are fighting for control. You don't have any control of your bodies. Can we just admit that? Like, you don't have control. That's what the issue is. That's why you're pro-choice because you can't control your menstrual cycle. You didn't decide and say, hey God, today I wanna to start my period. I'm 11 years old, God, let me start my period. No, you didn't have that conversation. You don't control when your menstrual cycle starts or when it ends. You don't control your biological clock. There is a time when you're gonna go through menopause women and you're not gonna be able to have children. You cannot control time. You cannot control your menstrual cycle. You um, can take hormones, you can take birth control you can do things to kind of augment it and adjust it a little bit but ultimately without all those interventions you cannot control what your body does you can't control when you get pregnant you know we don't know who gets the gift of life even if you do conceive we don't know who's going to have a miscarriage or not we don't know nothing's guaranteed nothing's for sure so you can't control your body but you want to that's the argument you want privacy because if when you have, when you get pregnant, like the movie Juno, everyone can see the evidence, but for a guy, there is no evidence that he had sex with a woman and got her pregnant. He could stay quiet, and that's happened countless times, and it's unfair. And we, pro-lifers are great. That's messed up. Um, the military, if you had an affair, you, it was a big deal. You were kicked out or you were put in jail back in the day. 
um, communities used to look down on men who cheated on their women and left their women. Now, no one cares. Women are now killing their babies and they're celebrating it and they want it because they feel that, oh, if a man can do that, I should be able to do it too. So you envy men. You think men are better. You think life is easier for a man because they can just walk away without consequences. So you don't want, you want control. You don't want any of the consequences. And lastly, it's about, oftentimes, it is about pleasure. Who wants to be inconvenienced with being pregnant and fat and bloated? I mean, guys can walk around, impregnate as many women as they want with no, what appears to be no consequence. And a woman is stuck with a pregnancy and she can't drink, she can't smoke, she can't do everything she wants to do because she has to take care of the baby. So, we understand. You want your freedom to enjoy life way a man has no consequences you want control of your body you don't have control can you just admit it you don't have control and when you scream my body my choice my body that's that's exemplifies that you have no control you're out of control and that's what's scary we're trying to bring some control we're trying to help you we understand that women are victims of sexual assault and abuse that there is incidents of rape and incest and that young girls are victims Yes, stop, stop the men. Like, let, let's let's hold them accountable. Let's everyone say, hey, you know what? We're gonna take care of our women and our children. They're gonna be a priority. We're gonna take care of them. We're gonna put them up in hotels. We're gonna give them better resources. We're gonna make better advocates. That's what we're trying to do. But we can't do that if you're constantly butchering women because when you butcher a woman through abortion, I have, I can, dude, this is why I'm here. I've been through two, three post-abortion counseling classes. I have talked to several post-abortion women, women who were raped as children and got an abortion, women who were raped as an adult, women who've had open adoptions, women who did not, who kept their babies. There are countless women, I, I don't say countless, I can count on my fingers how many women I've talked to about these, but there are very, very specific examples of women who have been through unspeakable things. Women to the women who survived trafficking, human trafficking, one woman in particular, her pregnancy was the reason why she found the strength and courage to escape and find safety because she was pregnant. Her child was the reason why she chose to live and fight for herself. She she's like, I have someone depending on me. Alright, there's so many stories like that where it was the child that propelled a woman to seek help. Okay? Yes, we are aware of the problems in society, but we cannot enable and encourage and excuse the evil. That's what you're doing. You're putting a shield around evil perpetrator, <laughs> perpetrators, evil assailants. Like you are pretty much excusing their bad behavior when you choose to have an abortion. You say, "Well, I'm going to punish him," or like, "No one has to know." Well, I'm just going to go do this in silence. That's what enables trafficking. That's what enables abuse to women. The entire industry is corrupt, and you are sitting here ushering them and celebrating it like it's a good thing. This is not a good thing. Women, especially black women, used to fight to keep their families together. They wanted their children. It was a sign of a good thing. It was a status symbol for men to have a lot of children. You know, even the ones who had multiple wives and affairs. That was actually a good thing to have a lot. It was your clan. It was your gang. It was your tribe. That was positive to have a lot of kids. You want to talk about, you know, racism and issues around that. Like, dude, why didn't, why would you kill your own children if you're trying to survive? Like, that doesn't make sense. You're thinking about your immediate situation, but you're not thinking long term. 
we're, we're becoming depopulated. The population is declining now because so many abortions, so much birth control, and so much, again, abuse, where women don't want to have sex and they don't want to have children because they're messed up childhood, which is understandable. It's a tragedy. It's terrible. We need to change what we're doing. So today I spent a good um, few hours, at least five hours, working on this blog post. And some of the highlights I wanted to bring out, again, was um, open relationships, okay? Everyone thinks open relationships is all about relate, like having sex or multiple partners. No, there's other types of open relationships that no one's talking about. Why is, I don't hear many people talking about open adoption, okay? Like, I, you don't hear too many about that argument out there. I, at least I haven't in the last few days since they overturned this thing. I don't think I've heard one video about open adoption. I don't, I cannot, I can't find anything. So I wrote a blog about open adoption and also realizing that the expression, if a parent is genuinely struggling, if a woman is genuinely, sincerely struggling, there is this thing, the, the expression, it takes a village. Yeah, that's another open relationship. And then as a Christian, we know that God the Father is always there. He was there with Mary and Joseph. Joseph was the stepfather of God or baby Jesus. So, you have God the Father, you've got Mary, you got stepfather Joseph, and you got baby Jesus. So essentially what you have, my friends, is a technically an open relationship. And the open relationship you don't want is with the devil, okay? Abortion is demonic. It is satanic. There's no other way to put it. I can't sugarcoat it. I can't put it in any more delicate terms, okay? The only way to put it for you people at this point now is you're being lied to you're being deceived about this issue i understand where your heart is i understand where your passion but you cannot completely go off of all your emotions we need to get into the facts the fact is women who abort their babies have like what is it i gotta pull up the stuff your, your chances of getting cancer is pretty much doubled okay it's a serious issue your cancer your chances of getting cervical cancer breast cancer increases significantly no one talks about that no one talks about the mental depression that you go through the increased controlled substance use increased promiscuity um one woman if you have an abortion your chances of you having a second one within the first year is also greatly increased which also increases your risk of cancer the mental health decline you are allowing human traffickers to use and abuse a young woman and because everyone wants to keep abortion legal, you can easily take a 13, 14 year old girl and they have an abortion. No one's going to ask any questions because my body, my choice and privacy and shit, even though you've got a woman who has no choice, she's being handled by another man, but we're not going to get, we're not going to get into her business because her body, her choice argument. And they're going to keep the abortion clinics open to allow these abusers to continue to abuse innocent child. I don't understand how hard is it? Why would you excuse? A man, yes, we understand you've, you've had a history of abuse and you feel that a woman should be able to control and make her choices. Well, what we're seeing in history is that it's not rare. We don't see a decline in sexual assault or abuse. We don't see anything, nothing's changed. Like, you don't get it. Things are getting worse. So why do you keep doing the same thing that doesn't work? Like, that's where we're coming from. Try something different instead of killing innocents. Embrace life, support, empower, lift up women and children. I it's, I know it's a hard concept to believe, but it's possible. It's doable. So I want 
I'm also glad the relationship that you don't want to be in. Okay, satanic. Let me bring up this one site. Okay, so it's called, it's from lifemuse.com. Former Satanist. I perform satanic rituals inside abortion clinics. When I asked about what an abortion was at the coven, I said, I don't know what I have to do here. They explained that there was a baby in the room and you're going to kill it. So I put that link onto that blog post that it's in the description of this video. Please read this article. Um, it's disturbing because he said as a child at the age, by the age of 14, he'd already participated in a few abortions out somewhere in the wilderness. And then he says after they removed the dead baby from the woman, they'd throw it on the floor and then the other members would literally eat this baby. So this is what some people do with unborn babies. This is why it's completely evil. There's no justifiable reason for it. We understand instances of rape. We understand incest. We understand the life's mother's life could potentially be at risk. We understand that. The intent is though, if the woman's life is at risk, but she wants to keep the baby and the doctors have to do something to save her life, that's not the same thing as, it's like, that's not the same thing. That's not the intent to, curl, to hurt the baby. The intent is to do what's right to take care of the mom who's gonna take care of the baby. If that's not, plausible that doesn't happen and it's not the same thing as an elective abortion when you're like you know what i i'm just going to kill the baby and that's that's one of the exceptions with rape again spoken to several different women they all said it didn't make me feel any better it didn't heal me it made me it made it twice as bad not only did i get sexually hurt the, the anything that was living inside me they took it out and then I talked to one woman and um, she told me she had one abortion and that's the only time she was ever pregnant. Now she was in her late forties and she's like, I never got pregnant ever again. And she's like, I think to myself, that was probably my only shot at having a child. I talked to another woman. Um, her mom had lots of issues. Like she tried burning down the house. She was always unstable. She had a messed up experience in life. She got pregnant one time, had a really bad abortion, had a really bad infection. To this day has not been able to conceive. She says every time her period comes, she balls her eyes out because she's always hoping that she's going to get pregnant and she never does. So young girls, you need to understand, young men, you need to understand what you think today, what you're going through today is not the same as going to be happening three to five years, a couple of months down the road. Circumstances change. Things are temporary. And um, you cannot be making decisions so rapidly like that because you don't know what the long-term effects are going to be, what the future is going to hold. Circumstances can change quickly in your life. And we have, we've heard so many accounts where people, they didn't know the options, they didn't know the resource, they didn't know what was out there, they didn't know that there was open adoptions, people wanting to help them. There are people who will help pay for your pregnancy because they, they love the idea of being able to take care and nurture another human being and they do want to help it's just it's extremely expensive they make it they push abortion so much they make it more affordable than an adoption they make the adoption law so exponentially difficult that you can't get anything accomplished it's so hard and that's intentional again this isn't an accident this is why we're trying to pro-lifers are trying to like tell you that there's laws in the system for a reason and they're trying to make it difficult so if you 
don't know. Now you know. There are options out there. You need to go digging for them. And don't just jump on this, oh, my body, my choice thing because it's a complete lie. You don't. Women are trying to fight control. You don't have control. Accept that. Okay? There are some things you can't. So instead of fighting it, why don't you embrace it? This is what we're trying to say. Women are amazing. You're amazing creatures. Believe it or not. Christians absolutely find women amazing. Like the Virgin Mary carried a savior, Jesus. They didn't want a man. God didn't use man's DNA. He used a woman. God himself came as a man, was born as a man, and he used a woman. And she was highly favored. People want to sit here and say that the Holy Spirit, you know, took advantage of her and that she was this, that, and other. It's like, no, look up in the book, look up Luke 138, and let's, let's, let's do that. Since I'm doing this live right here, and I'm not going to do my, my, my regular lesson, I'll pull up a little pink Bible, and that's, um, that's a little stab at the Planned Parenthood that I went to. Uh, I went on their website, and it was this beautiful pink color, and I was just completely pulled in, so... I got my little pink Bible here to combat that evil. So, alright. Let me pull up the book of Luke. I didn't think to do this earlier, but I'm going to just, you know what? The Lord's waiting me right now. This is true. This is absolutely true. Like, right. I cannot believe we're in this era, so I have to sit here and tell people, like, hey, you know what? We think women are amazing. Like, we don't want you to hurt yourself. We don't want to hurt your children. We want to help you. But we can't help you if you're screaming my body, my choice, and you think that this is a constitutional right and you deserve to do that. That's that's the problem that we're having here. So Luke 138. So what did Mary say when the angel came up and told her, hey, guess what? God wants you to, to hold Jesus. And Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be, a, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel depart it from her. Let it be according to your word. She wasn't like, no. She, was like, she wasn't like, no. Ugh, not me. She wasn't like, my body, my choice, God. Nope. She's like, dude, everyone's gonna like, call me blessed. There's this whole song, the Mary's song, the Magnificat. She's talking about, you know, yeah, all generations will call her blessed. I mean, yeah, it's pretty awesome that she humbly took that position. She didn't see her throwing a fit. But you actually, you want to hear about some disturbing stuff, though, and like, this is again, why, why we do empathize, okay? So, we got a couple of stories. I love, well, I don't love the story. Actually, the story really makes me mad. It actually really makes me mad. But it's, it happened. And it's recorded. So, there's a story of this, um, this master and his concubine. It, it was recorded. Uh, he went to go find her. She took off from him. She ends up at her dad's house. The dad keeps them there for like three or four days because he's constantly drinking and getting them drunk. And he tries to leave, and they end up going into this town. Well, unfortunately, it's too late, so they need a place to stay. So this old man's like, yeah, come stay in my house. This is Judges 19. And then, um, unfortunately, though, the townspeople, the men there, noticed that there was a new dude in town, so they essentially want to sleep with him. So it says, bring out the man. This is in verse 22, Judges 19, 22. It says, bring out the man who entered your house, that we may have relations with him. And the gentleman was, uh, no, my brothers, do please do not act so wickedly. Since this man has come into my house, do not commit this vile sin. Verse 25. But the men would not listen to him. So the man seized his concubine and brought her outside to them. And they raped her and abused her all night until morning. Then let her go at the approach of dawn. So they, these men just like, yeah, she got gang raped all night. 
and they're just like, whatever. And then he takes her to her house. I don't know if she's alive or dead, but he takes her, he puts her on the donkey, he takes her back to his place. And then he, I don't know, he kills her or she's already dead. And he cuts her up into 12 pieces and he sends her body parts throughout the town. And they all, this is um, the last chapter, I think it is, or the last verse. All who saw it said, nothing like this has ever happened or been seen from the day when the sons of Israel came from the land of Egypt to this day. Consider it, make a plan, and speak up. So they started a war, a whole war over this one woman. And the thing is, though, is like, why did that even happen? Like, why did she, why did they even allow that to happen? That's pretty jacked up, but I have no nice words to describe that situation. Situation with daughter of King David and Tamar. Her half-brother was in love with her, and he ended up wanting her, and then he raped her and kicked her out. Hamar got kicked out after she was forced to have a baby. Um, Sarah was used as a trophy wife. She was abducted twice by two different kings because she was so beautiful. You know, like, there's stories like that throughout the Bible. These women getting lied to, taken advantage of, hurt, and abuse. We're aware of it. This is a history book. So, what's going on in modern-day society? Have we improved? Everyone wants to reject Christianity and talk about how evil the Bible is. How are you doing? You atheist out there, what's going on? Tell me what's due. Has human trafficking gone down? Are there less cases of rape and incest? Has anyone, is anyone doing better? Can you please be honest with me? Have we actually seen progress and improvement in women? Like, please be honest, because all I keep hearing is about women wanting to be independent, hating men, being superficial and demanding and entitled. That's what I hear a lot about from the pro-choice side. It's like, we just want what we want when we want it, however we want it, whenever we want it. That's what you want. Can you just be honest? I know there's people who have histories of abuse, so that's what we need to really address. I think it's you have unchecked issues. You got daddy issues, divorce, people have been cheating on you, people have hurt you, people have lied to you. So you're taking your personal emotions and your feelings and you're putting it into this argument. That's what you're arguing off of, feelings and emotions. It's not arguing off the facts. The fact is you need to stop allowing these people to abuse women and young children and get them in jail. But you know, hey, guess what? I live in the state of California and um, they release child <laughs> offenders back into the community. They release sex offenders back into the community. And guess what they do? They go assault women. And guess what happens? The women do have an abortion. And guess what? The cycle repeats. And you wonder why pro-lifers are so mad. Stop. Like, you see what's going on. Nothing has changed. So let's try something else. Like, maternity hotels. Like, employers offering more childcare, professional daycare providers, and having facilities or sites where you have daycare centers for your employees so you don't have to worry about like I can't afford childcare or I can't go to work because I don't have anyone to take care of my baby you know teachers college professors we've seen them where they will hold a baby and will giving a lecture so the single mom can go to school we've seen stories like that it's possible you know you need to open I don't know if you've heard about maternity hotels where um, they've got people from different countries that will go to hotels because they want to have babies on the soil but the thing is, we can take the same concept and just say, hey, you know what, if you're pregnant, instead of you thinking, hey, I need to go have an abortion, I need to go there because I know they'll take care of me. Help pregnancy centers, you know, like if you're a church lady and you got nothing else better to do, you know, maybe you could go sit at someone's house, a single mom or a struggling mom. You could sit there and read to their kids, bring meals over or something, or pray with them over the phone or, you know, just give them encouragement. 
more of that instead of the government, because this is what the government does. They encourage sex offenders and repeat rapists. Um, they let them get out of prison. <laughs> this is this is real. And they also put transgender males into women's prisons, but that's for a different subject. Um, but they're also getting pregnant. Oh shit! <laughs> Life just got real. This is where I live. California wants to make um, this state a sanctuary state for um, abortion, where they let repeat sex offenders out, and they put men in women's prisons to get them pregnant. But you guys still love abortion. I'm done. <laughs> I can't. Can you please listen? Like we think you're amazing. Like we really, really think that you're amazing. We really do. We really do think women are amazing. But you don't seem to see that. That's that's the problem that we're having. Um, so yeah, women get abused all the time. But there are still good men out there. Like, you know, there are really good men out there. But we keep giving the bad ones permission to do bad things. And then you just say, well, it's my choice what I do. And I'm like, okay. What about the next girl? After you, you just what? You abort, you go away. And then he goes and does it to someone else. No one's being held accountable. It's depressing. It's really sad. Like, I understand. Here's this in an excerpt from my blog that I wrote. On top of that, no one's talking about the heart-wrenching, gut-jerking, night terror, agonizing pain that goes unnoticed in the woman's brain. We use the term trauma so much that it's lost its meaning. It's more like brain damage. Like, get, the body keeps the score and look about brain damage and see what happens when you've been under so much abuse. Okay, from years of unimaginable neglect and abuse, it has calcified and hardened their emotions like battery acid, corroded battery acid, you know, get some Coca-Cola and pour it up, get some Coke, get rid of that battery acid, alright? Because the reality is you're arguing off of your emotions, circumstantial things that have happened to you, stories you've heard, you're going off of like, oh my god, like you're so sensitive, it is a big deal. But the solution needs to change because it's nothing's changed, nothing's fixed. I don't, nothing's getting better, except the fact that um, cancer's still going up. And everyone's talking about we gotta find a cure for cancer. Well, okay, how about preventative? Not having an abortion increases your chances of not getting cancer. That's one thing. Mental health, mental health decline. We have a mental health emergency. No one talks about the um, the mourning process. Whether or not you had. A miscarriage? Sorry. Sorry about that. I lost connection for a minute. So whether or not you've had a miscarriage, an elective abortion, um, stillbirth, pregnancy, and then child passes away, or if you're whatever point in time, once there is pregnancy and then there is death, there is a mourning process, a mourning period. So when um, a woman's not getting the proper care for postpartum depression, or some people call it the post-abortive, or um, what was it, post-abortion syndrome. It's, it's the mourning process. Your body has to go through a depressed period. Whether or not you acknowledge it, your body, your body has a way of handling pain and trauma, and it'll compartmentalize, and it'll tuck away. And it'll manifest itself in other ways, and you can see it happening with this debate because you got some angry people coming out, and it's like you don't got to be so angry. You got to deal with that. 
go go to counseling. And I'm not even saying it flippantly. Like I've I've been through it. I used to be a severe cutter. I used to be a binge drinker. I used to be a pill popper. I used to be out there hoeing. I used to be out there with like different guys. I used to hate life. I used to hate men. I used to be a, a full blown feminist. I used to be almost a fourth wave feminist. Like I celebrated the fact that like yeah I could be a bad bitch or I was like. I was entitled. I was like, dude, girl, I can do it. I'm going to do it all. I have a career with No one's going to get in my way. I'm going to do my thing. That was me. That was me. I was all up. I was about that life. I was full-blown Democrat, full-blown Black Lives Matter, full-blown women's rights, empowering women. We get to do whatever we want. We get to call our own shots. I was that woman. Okay? I had two abortions in one year, two different fathers. And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anything of it. I thought my depression was because I kept making poor choices in men. And I got to the point where I didn't care about their feelings. I didn't care about mine. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to make sure I'm happy. I'm good. I'm taken care. That was my mindset. I was all about that life. Then I had um, my son with my husband at the time. And that is when it all kind of like sunk in where it was like wait a second this is the end result of pregnancy it, it hit me and what's even more interesting about it though is um the very first time i found out that i was pregnant was august 18th and i kept the receipts and i put it in my journal and i like to write and keep notes so i've journaled this <laughs> i've chronicalized chronicle i cannot think i have documented and categorized and kept track of this process in my healing journey and I didn't even realize it I was just documenting how I felt and I was keeping track of what happened within a month I have the journal entries I have got pictures I know what I wrote 10 years ago within a month after the first abortion I was already drinking binge drinking and cutting myself I wrote journal entries about, I wrote a poem, it felt like I had this presence, that, that there was something evil watching me. I wasn't alone the first couple of nights. I felt like there was something else watching me, and I was terribly depressed. And again, I'm just writing the journals down, and then looking back 10 years later, I'm just like, wait a second, that's a lot of stuff going on that I didn't even realize that I was dealing with until now. And I'm like, that's what, they're, that's what those pro-lifers are talking about. That you do go through a depression, that you are a different person, that your decisions, like you're not, you're, you're not the same anymore. You're, and I talked about the satanic rituals and what they do in abortion clinics, and, and it's, it's, it's evil. It's just evil, and you're, you're celebrating and you're promoting nothing but pure evil. That's what you're doing. You're not only hurting women, you're hurting black women because the numbers are going down, but and also women of color, Hispanic women as well. For a different subject but for the most part so august 18th is when i found out that was pregnant the very first time okay and then yeah this is difficult man because my first son that i have is my husband his birthday is august 18th and that's also the day before my birthday so every single year it's bittersweet because i'm like so happy because it's my son's birthday and then my birthday but then it's like this is also the day, that the very first time I was ever pregnant, and I was like, you know what? I don't want this baby. Then I opted for abortion at the, my local Planned Parenthood. So, 
We talk about, um, that was, that's the first one. I don't want to talk about the second one. It's all very upsetting. I just want you guys to understand. I'm like, I do understand what it feels like. But you've got some young people, men and women included, out there who don't know what they are pushing and what they're promoting and even why they're doing it. If you care about, don't sit here and say, your privacy. Okay, because what you don't what you don't realize is, um, okay, aside from enabling abuse, aside from allowing perpetrators to get away from abusing women by just ushering them off to the abortion clinic, aside from that, it's like the depression. If you sit here and say, my body, my choice, no one's going to talk about it. You don't have any permission to complain. That was your choice. So if you're at mental issues, if you're at depression, that's your fault. That's on you. That's how some people who are depressed feel. Because they can't talk about it because, well, you know what? It was my choice. And I'm just going to have to accept it. And then they suffer in silence. And guess what? You wonder why so many women end up suicidal. So many women, are, sometimes they don't even know why they're depressed. Because they haven't even considered that that would be a reason to be depressed. They don't realize that they could have triggers. Anniversary dates? The date you had on your pregnant, the date you had an abortion, the child's estimated birth date triggers. But again, no one talks about that. You don't talk about that. It's not your business. And but you're letting these women suffer in silence, but you claim that you care about them. That's not care. And I don't I'm not even gonna try and argue anymore about you just you just gotta just let them do what they gotta do. What if that's your daughter? Would you want? Wouldn't you want to know why your daughter's sad and depressed? Why she killed herself? Why she's cutting? Why she's being more promiscuous? Why she's keeping secrets? You're gonna sit here and say you're okay with that? How many times do do violent assailants and attackers and rapists and people get away with it because shh, just just go get an abortion. Just go get an abortion. Just, just, we're not printers. You can't just push the cancel button and then the print job's over and then there's no effect. That, that's not how it works. We're so much more in tune and interconnected. And like I already said earlier, please believe it. Pro-lifers genuinely believe, genuinely believe that women are amazing creatures. And unfortunately, the system has got everything all mixed up where everyone, it just kind of hates on everyone. And it's not fair. It's really not fair. So, um, okay, so there's already so many examples of women who've been abused and tortured and hurt but I did want to bring up one little well there's so much more to be brought up I'm just going to wrap it up because I've been talking long enough on this issue um but I want for the pro-choicers out there this is what pro-lifers hear so if there's anything that you can take from this talk pro-choicers when you scream my body my choice this is what me this is a person who's post-abortive Christian conservative and other Christian or other conservatives out there, whether or not you're Christian or not, I know a good um, atheist pro-lifer out there who believes in the sanctity of life. If you really believe in women's rights, you believe in unborn women's rights as well. So this is what we hear when you scream, my body, my choice. It's translated to the pro-life side as, I admit I have no control. I want to gain full control of my life because I can't control when my period starts or ends. I have no control over my biological clock. I can't control if I get pregnant or not. I can't control who I sleep with. I want privacy to do whatever I want to do with no consequences and enjoying pleasure. Men have easier lives and I want to be like a man. Women are inferior. That's what we hear. 
And then we also know that there are women out there who have no choice and they're victims of slavery and we're trying to save them. But you don't let us because you keep thinking that we're trying to infringe on women's rights when we're trying to protect you from getting hurt and butchered and lied to and manipulated. That's what we're trying to do, but you won't let us do it because you're too emotionally traumatized. You're too caught up in your emotions. You can't think clearly. You're being brainwashed by the television and the media with the stupid music and dance moves and political lies. You're being lied to. Women are being hurt. Abortion hurts women. It kills an innocent life. It's satanic. It's evil. It's demonic. Wake up. You're hurting yourselves, you're hurting the future generations, you're hurting everyone. There's no... We understand when a woman's life is at risk, but go back to what your intent is. If your intention is, I want this baby dead, that's a problem. If you're saying, I don't want this baby dead, but I have to do what I have to do to survive, that's different, okay? And don't... Stop excusing... I'm, I'm done. I can't even anymore. Lord... Lord help me. So anyways, it's been your girl, Jenna Carasoa, for our Monday Wellbeings discussions. Um, last week, we talked about prayer, faith, and healing. There was five talking points about um, prayer. It was how Jesus prayed, praying in the name of Jesus, praying with other people, prayers of petition, and praying for our country and our leaders. And all of those, thanks be to God, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Certain states have made it completely illegal. Where I live in California, yeah, California, they want it to be a sanctuary state for abortionists and they're willing to fly people or bus people out to my state to give them abortions because we're evil. Let's just be honest. There's no, there are better ways to do this, but we don't want to do it because, um, well, we can go down that conspiracy theory a different day. But for now, I've been your girl, Jenna Kirisoa. At any point in time when you're consuming this content, I can only hope that you'll make the switch to the pro-life side. I don't care if I wasted your time. And with that, I will leave you God's peace. As always, God's peace. Thank you.